when you sleep with someone, you're joining yourself as well to whomever mm -hmm. they slept with. Mm -hmm. Whatever spirit that they are carrying from the previous sexual yes. encounter becomes a spirit that you are also going to carry. You are tied up in that link. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of what some people do in clubs and drinking joints. They go mixing up liquor of different oh, type. that's dangerous. Whatever you mix there is not a concoction. It is death. It's death. Now True. picture that as you not walking in purity. You are this vessel, something has been poured in from this relationship, didn't deal with it. Something has been poured from this other relationship, you didn't deal with it. Your vessel will be so full and overflowing, mm -hmm. and this is the vessel you want to present to someone else as the marriage partner. Oh You're my. giving a toxic vessel mm -hmm. and toxic contents mm -hmm. to someone else who either is pure or equally toxic. And if you do not deal with these things, mm -hmm. you're coming up with a deathbed. Wow. And unless you walk in premarital purity mm -hmm. and thereafter marital purity, you're going to bring about a toxic concoction that will destroy the both of you. This is Coupled for Life. Your marriage podcast with Jason and Elizabeth Franklin. Sparking communication in intertribal and intercultural marriages. Hi there, it's good to have you on board. This is Elizabeth and Jason, and we are so glad that you have joined us on our episode today. Last week we started on a talk on purity. We were just laying a foundation of what purity is and its importance in our walk as believers, as singles and as marrieds in this life. Today we want to just build up on what we had started on and we hope that you got some insights from last week's episode. Mm -hmm. So last week we spoke about purity as you have introduced. And today we want to get into speaking about the importance of choosing to stay pure because it's important for us to understand why it is we are doing something. Often we are told about being pure, but we are not told about the, the benefits or the importance. Why we should stay why pure. Why should you stay pure? Mm. What is the reason behind it? Mm -hmm. So we get into it? Yes, let us get into it. Well, I would say the first thing would be that you're not keeping pure just for yourself. Mm -hmm. Your very actions will affect your spouse, even if you're not married right now. Mm -hmm. Your future spouse. Think about your future children, mm -hmm. your larger family, your church, the place of God in the eyes and minds of those who are looking on. Mm -hmm. That it's not just about you. Mm -hmm. You know, you think perhaps this is just me. No one knows what it is that I'm doing and I'm not affecting anybody else mm -hmm, but me. Mm -hmm. And that is not so. That's very true. Mm -hmm. Science has proven that every individual influences at least seven people around them. Wow. This is regardless of whomever is around you. Mm -hmm. Now, as a believer, you're influencing more. Mm -hmm. The scripture tells us we are epistles to be read. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm an epistle to be read, how many more people are reading me out here? 
It's true. I may not just be influencing seven people that are within my vicinity. Mm -hmm. As an individual, mm -hmm. I'm influencing even the people who are not yet part of my life. Mm -hmm. So when I do an action, it has a ripple effect mm -hmm. to the people around me, the seven, at least seven as science says, plus many more who I'm not seeing. Mm -hmm. who are not part of my life yet. Mm -hmm. If I'm a single, I'll be affecting God's plan for my life mm -hmm. by bringing in things that should not be there. I'm affecting my future spouse, my future relationship with my spouse, my future relationship with my children, my future relationship with my in-laws. Even with yourself. Even with myself. Yeah. It has reminded me of a Christian talk show we were watching one day and this mother was seated with her sons. Mm -hmm. One of the sons said he learned earlier on that the things they would do in their singlehood would follow them in their married life. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can remember that. I remember that. And anyone who did pornography mm -hmm. and did not deal with it before marriage carried it into marriage. Yeah. Anyone who masturbated carried it into marriage if they didn't deal with it. Yeah. You'll be like an addict mm -hmm. going for the next fix and each fix you'll be getting used to it yeah. and you'll want to carry it on and get a stronger fix. So when we stay pure, when we stay separate, we are staying whole and such that we are not bringing errors that will affect us in our future lives, whether married or single. Mm -hmm. We are not allowing things that will hamper our progress in the future absolutely you know it's interesting that you're saying that because oftentimes when we are older and this this happens quite a lot we tell children do as i say but not as i do mm -hmm. i'm telling you what to do i'm telling you what is right mm -hmm. do what i'm telling you to do but then it's your actions that they actually emulate yes if you want them to read the word of God more, they need to see you reading the word of God more. Mm -hmm. If you want them to pray more, you don't just keep saying it. Why are you not praying? Why are you not praying? They are watching you. Yes. They are watching you going to the club on Fridays mm -hmm. and coming back on Monday. Mm -hmm. And they know that is what they ought to do. Yes. It's not about you having told them what to do, that they will now do it. it they will walk in your very steps. Yes. So if you think that your actions are not being seen, mm. you have it twisted. Yes. You have it wrong. Yes. They, they are actually seeing. Yeah, your actions are actually speaking louder than your very words. Yes. Mm. And now as a believer, I'm carrying on many other things and especially carrying the image of God Absolutely. that people are looking at. They're saying, there goes the Christian who does this, 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 and this. Ouch. That is bringing dishonor yeah. to God's name. Absolutely. But if we stay pure, mm -hmm. if we walk in purity, mm -hmm. we are bringing God glory. That's true. If anything, that should be the number one thing that should drive us to walk in purity. You have taken us to the very next point mm -hmm. about the number one reason that we should walk in purity. <laughs> <laughs> point number two is this. We do not belong to ourselves. Yeah. As we said last week, mm -hmm. we are God's property. And we cannot use God's property the way we think we ought to. Mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, from verse 12 all the way to 20, 
talks about fleeing sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. But specifically, verse 19 and 20 say, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Mm -hmm. The preceding verses tell us that any sin you commit is done outside of the body. But sexual immorality affects the body because sex is not just about two bodies coming together. Mm -hmm. No, That's true. Sex is about two spirits, two souls coming together. It's more than just a pleasurable private moment. You know, there are people who think it's not sexual immorality if we love each other. <laughs> What you've laughed really hard. <laughs> what is that about? If we love each other, yeah. that's the condition of Yes, because you see, as a boyfriend and girlfriend, mm -hmm. we love each other, we actually plan to get married, we are serious about this thing. It's not just about sex, we are actually serious about getting but together. But if I love you, I'm gonna have to wait. Why should I wait? I mean, <laughs> you see, the thing is, we are in love. Mm -hmm. Yes, we will get married and we are even working together. We are in one purpose. I know I have found the one. The one. So how is that sexual immorality? Because you know, for many, when we talk about sexual immorality, the picture that they have in their heads is of a prostitute who walks on the streets mm -hmm. and is luring men mm -hmm. for some money. You know, I need, I need food. I need... I need clothing, I need to do this, I need to do that. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of sexual immorality that's in the picture in their mind. Mm. But what about the one who is in love with their boyfriend, one who's in love with their girlfriend, and they plan to get married? Is it still sexual immorality? It still is, because that man, that woman, that girl, that boy that you are sleeping with, before marriage, belong to God. Mm-hmm. So, if they are not honoring God with their bodies, it means they've made sex outside of marriage the thing they're worshipping. Mm -hmm. And that's putting God out of the picture. It becomes an idol. And God intended sex for marriage, not that's for right. anything outside of marriage. You know, you have rightly given the very definition of sexual immorality. It is any sexual activity that happens outside of marriage mm -hmm. and here we can list everything from fornication to lesbianism homosexuality mm -hmm. cohabitation mm -hmm. um, casual sex all of that is sexual immorality mm -hmm. God does not have a different classification for homosexuality and for heterosexuality just because all of these are outside of sex within the bounds of marriage mm. it is classified as sin yes and within the boundaries of marriage, there's the definition of marriage. It's one man, one woman in holy matrimony. There's a reason as to why God has instituted that to be the very basis upon which sexual contact is holy in his eyes. And because we are owned by God, it is our duty to honor him with our bodies. That's true. Paul tells us that sexual immorality is sin against the body, which makes it stand out as separate from every other sin. That's true. You can't say all sin is equal. 
in this regard. Actually, now we are in our third point. Mm-hmm. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 18, it says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. Mm-hmm. But the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Just pointing out more on what you've said that all sin is not equal. Mm. Because there is the sin that we commit outside. Then when we indulge in sexual immorality, it's a sin against our own selves. It's deeper than that. Mm -hmm. Everything else that we do is outside of us but sex is who you are yes sex is who you are when you're engaging in sex you're giving of yourself your intellect your emotions your wisdom or foolishness thereof your spirit it's who you are it's interesting because when you think about it do you remember the first time you stole sugar as a child not really, but I remember doing something of that <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the first time you were in a class in primary school that you took someone's pencil, someone's pen? No. But do you remember vividly your very first sexual encounter? Yes. Exactly. Very vividly. Exactly. Whether it happens to us at whatever age, and under whatever circumstances, we always remember the mm. first sexual act. Mm. We always remember our first sexual contact yes. of whatever kind. Yes. Like you will always remember who was your first kiss. Who was the first person that you indulged sexually with? Mm. You always do. Mm. Because scientifically, again, sexual activity and anything that involves sexual arousal mm-hmm. of any kind, mm-hmm. Scientists have realized that it causes a chemical reaction in the brain Mm -hmm. and it imprints. It becomes something that the mind holds on to as a memory. Yes. And it's taken to the long-term memory. It's one of those core memories. Yes. And so anything that we do that is sin, we might even forget. But sexual contact is always imprinted. So it's important, therefore, for us to know that it's not just against someone else you are actually doing it against yourself yeah let's move on to the next point on why we feel it's important for us to stay sexually pure and to embrace purity it's the whole topic of soul ties and spirit ties Mm -hmm. we're going to just brush on it right now because this is an entire topic that oh, yeah, needs true. to be broken down and understood. Absolutely. But building on what we've just said, sex is not just physical. Mm. It's spirits coming together. Yeah. It reminds me of a local advert that played some years back in our country, Kenya, about someone's sexual activity. Mm-hmm. And he was at the front walking, mm-hmm. has held a woman behind him on his left hand, and his right hand there was another woman. Mm -hmm. But what he wasn't seeing, those women were holding other people Mm -hmm. and those other people were holding other people Mm -hmm. and it was a long line. But he was not looking at that long line, he was walking ahead. Mm -hmm. That's what soul ties and spirit ties are like. Mm -hmm. When you sleep with someone, you're joining yourself as well to whomever Mm -hmm. they slept with. Mm -hmm. Whatever spirit that they're carrying from the previous sexual encounter. 
becomes a spirit that you are also going to you carry. You are tied up in that link. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of what some people do in clubs and drinking joints. They go mixing up liquor of different oh, type. That's dangerous. You have your vodka here, your whiskey there, your cane there, this other spirit here, and beer there, you add some cider. Whatever you mix there mm-hmm. is not a concoction. It is death. It's death. Yeah, that can kill you pretty fast. Whomever drinks it, if they stay alive, they've ruined a part of their body. Ooh, their liver is dying. Yes, oh, their kidneys are affected. Now True. picture that as you not walking in purity. Mm. You are this vessel, something has been poured in from this relationship, mm. you, you didn't deal with it. Something has been poured from this other relationship, you didn't deal with it. Oh, and you keep pouring up and then one day your vessel will be so full and mm-hmm. overflowing and this is the vessel you want to present to someone else. You're the vessel, you're presenting yourself as the marriage partner. Oh, you're my. giving a toxic vessel mm-hmm. and toxic contents mm-hmm. to someone else who either is pure yeah. or equally toxic. Oh my. And if you do not deal with these things, mm-hmm. you're coming up with a deathbed. Wow. And unless you walk in premarital purity mm-hmm. and thereafter marital purity, you're going to bring about a toxic concoction that will destroy the both of you. Mm-hmm. And what better way to just start off pure from the word go. You're going to evade all these other errors of life, all these other pains and aches, all these other worries, and you're not going to tie yourself up in a chain whose start mm-hmm. and end you do not know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that you have brought that up and someone might think that you have gone a little too far mm-hmm. <laughs> with saying that it is death. But the Bible itself calls it death. Mm-hmm. In the book of Proverbs chapter 7, these are the words of warning to someone's son. Mm-hmm. The title of the section is Warning Against the Adulterous Woman. Mm-hmm. This is what verse 27 of that chapter 7 says. Her house is a highway to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. Proverbs chapter 2 also talks about that. Chapter 2 from verse 16 to verse 19 says, Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. This is what verse 18 and 19 say, because this is what I really want us to focus on. Mm -hmm. Verse 18 and 19 say, Surely her house leads down to death, Mm -hmm. and her path to the spirits of the dead. Mm -hmm. None who go to her return Mm -hmm. or attain the paths of life. Wow. Going down this path might seem so fun, we are just dancing just in the, in, in the, in the club mm. and then we just found each other and then we just went to the back of the club or we went home mm. or we did, you know, I mean, it's a topic that we just discuss like, it's, it's very casual, mm, you know, mm. and we enjoy the fruits of this very casually. Yes. But then we are forgetting that it's actually death. Mm. Literally, it mm. is death mm. and it's very hard to return. Not to say that you won't be able to come back, mm-hmm. but there's a part of you that actually dies. Yes. 
And if you do not deal with it from the moment you realize, mm -hmm. it will get harder to come out. It's true. Nothing is too difficult for God to handle. Absolutely. But it takes us opening our eyes and seeing that we are lost and turning away from what we are doing so that we regain life that's right. and not keep going down the wrong path. And that's a paramount thing about walking in purity. It's as clear as night and day. Mm -hmm. Joshua told the children of Israel, I lay before you this day life and death. I would have it that you choose life. I'm paraphrasing. I would yeah. have it that you choose life. Mm -hmm. Which means he knew some of them are going to choose death. And some of them did. Yes. And some of us still do today. To date. And he continues and says, But as for me and my house, mm -hmm. we will serve the Lord. He made a choice for himself. Yes. Uh -huh. And he did not carry just himself. He included his family. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He wow. made the decision for them. You know, that one is actually very pregnant for the first thing that we said. Mm. That your actions are not just for yourself. Yes. They are also for your family. Even as a single person, it's Amazing. for your family. Because mm -hmm. you don't want to get married and give of a broken thing. Mm -hmm. You're not just carrying yourself. You're carrying your family. You're, you're carrying your church. You're carrying your God. Yes. Absolutely. And purity helps us to just choose life. Mm. And it's important that we do. It's a life choice. It's a life choice. Oh, that's it's amazing. A, it's a life choice. And now to our last point. A haphazard life when you're single does not automatically mean that you will now change when you're married. You know, there are people who say, I'm just doing this because I'm enjoying myself as a single person. Mm. When I get married, I will change. I've heard this quite often that I will get married. In the meantime, let me enjoy life. Mm. I've actually had people say this in jest. They say, when I get married, I will be tied to one person. So for the time being, let me prostitute. Like, it's something that is said in passing. enjoy umalaya. Translated, that means, let me enjoy my prostitution. Mm. And you know, it may sound like it's just something simple to say. And I hear it's especially said by men. You know? Okay. Like, I am out here, I'm just enjoying myself. When I get married to you, in fact, they've even said it to the woman that they will marry. Mm. When I get married to you, I'll make a commitment to you. Oh, if a man tells you that, uh -huh. run away. <laughs> you better run. That one is not serious. No. And then, later in marriage, when they're not faithful, their story will now change to, but this is how I was. You even knew how I was before I we were you. married. Yes. I told you there is no flag that was red and hidden. Mm. It was red and out there. It was being waved. Completely. Yes. You saw it and you ignored it. But now the thing is, if you're imagining that you will be, quote unquote, a prostitute when you're single, then when that ring gets on your finger, you will automatically change. Like a flipped switch. It will change you and immediately you will become a faithful wife, a faithful husband. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. In fact, in marriage, you now find there are even more temptations because yes. of that ring. Yes. It becomes a whole other ball game, such that if you thought that you will be okay, once you're married, because I mean, you know, you'll be with this person day and night, you'll be seeing them every day, mm. you'll be 
able to enjoy sexual contact every night. You know, that's what we imagine. Yes, yes. yes. And you think now my desires will be satisfied in marriage. Mm. But you forget something that your brain has already been wired. Yes. And how you have wired it is exactly how you will continue to be. Yes. When athletes are getting ready for a race, they train their bodies. When sportsmen, footballers, basketballers, hockey players, any of these people in sports, if you ask them, they will tell you that they train often, even when there is no game that is coming up. Mm -hmm. They keep training. Why? Because when the game comes, their body will react automatically yes. to how they have been practicing. They don't just go to sleep after a match, after their sports, and then they go and rest and wait for the next time another sport is going mm -hmm, to come. Mm -hmm. They keep practicing. They keep doing what they have been doing. Because that's now their lifestyle. Because it's their lifestyle. Mm. Now, as they keep practicing, when they get onto the pitch, it becomes an automatic bodily reaction to this situation that they're now in. Yes. They're now not even thinking. When they were thinking about it, they were practicing. Mm. So you've been training your body and your mind that this is what we do, this is how we do, we mm. continue, we keep mm. on. Mm. Then you imagine that when the real game happens, it will be different. Mm -mm. You're lying to yourself. Mm -mm. You're lying to yourself. It doesn't work that way. That's very true. It reminds me of the stories that we learned growing up. When you walk in a grassy area, over and over and over and over again, mm -hmm. a path will soon be created. Yeah. Grass may never grow there again. So long as there's someone walking on it, mm -hmm. grass will never grow there again. And the same happens with our brains. When we learn something new as children, mm -hmm. and even in our adulthood, when you learn something new, a neuron is created. Yeah. Now, when you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you've created a neurological path. Wow. It's a string of activities. Your neurons know this is how this should be going. So you cannot just simply break the neuron path mm -hmm. and think that things are going to be okay. That's what your brain has been used to. You created a path in your brain. Wow. Now, it's not just about the walking down on that path mm -hmm. and the grass is gone. It's not just about the neurons in your brain having been created and a path having formed out of it. It's now even translated into your spiritual life, your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. The old saying goes, sow a thought, reap an action. Yeah. Sow an action, mm -hmm. reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Mm -hmm. Sow a character, reap a destiny. Wow. I hope I've gotten it right. And your destiny started with one thought. Oh my. So if your thought was first to have a random lifestyle, mm. your destiny will, will be, be a, a random boy, lifestyle. Boy, boy, boy. Huh. That is deep. But if your thought is purity, mm. Mm -hmm. your destiny will be pure. Ah, glory to God. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 just reminds us of this. Let's turn to Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. And it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, 
whatever is pure, mm -hmm. whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, mm -hmm. if there is anything worthy of praise, the Bible does not say do. Mm -mm. It says think. Think about these things. Because scripture knows the power in a thought. Yes. I think it's Bishop Oginde who said the fastest thing in the universe is thought. Mm -hmm. Not even light. Mm -hmm. Because God thought. Yeah. <laughs> he thought of it and said it. Mm -hmm. And light is one of the things that was created. So what, what really travels faster? Yeah. It is thought. Mm -hmm. And if I think good things, yeah. I will reap good things. If I wow. think negative things, mm -hmm. I will reap negative things. It's as simple as that. Wow. We wrap it up let's, there? Let's wrap it up there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think this topic looks like it's going to be quite long. Yeah? Yes, it is. Okay. But it's for our benefit as children of God. Absolutely. So if God demands that we sit on this topic for the next three episodes, <laughs> <laughs> so be it. So be it. Because okay. he calls us to be holy just, just as he is holy. Absolutely. And purity is an aspect of holiness. Oh, that is so true. Yes. That is absolutely true. Would you close for us with the word of prayer? Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise and we worship your name. Thank you for this topic of purity. We know it is dear to your heart. You have called us to purity, Lord. And we pray, Father, that as singles, as those who are married, Jehovah God, as the ones who are divorced, that we will hold on to you, Jehovah God. We will hold on to purity because it is not a cage that is holding us from pleasures. It is a guardrail that is helping us not to fall overboard into the cliffs and into death. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise and we worship your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Join the conversations on our social media platforms and subscribe to our website, coupledforlife.org where you will find content that will enrich your marriage and your walk with Christ Jesus. Send us your life questions or Bible questions and we'll be glad to tackle them in our podcast episodes. Has our ministry impacted you in any way? We'd be honored if you would pray about supporting us. By being a partner of our ministry, we get to pray with you personally and also send you exclusive ministry updates. Above it all, you become part of our mission to help couples communicate, point people to Jesus Christ and the coming marriage supper of the Lamb. A love like this, you